Duerme soñando Con tus ojos tan plenos despiertos Con tu corazón lleno y radiante Alucinante Tan lleno de amor La vida, la vida, la vida que la vida Es tratar de entender los celos Para la propia vida Tan simple, tan fuerte, tan llanamente suerte Lo que acontece me parece de la muerte Pero es absurdo comparte de este estudio Cada año, segundo, segundo No es tan profundo dormir soñando En la respuesta tal vez es errónea Tal vez es correcta Sueña la par del presente y no del futuro Porque de Keep it close to me. Yeah. That said, I will say, Tengo el pelo la de noche via pelo que horror. Oh my goodness. Pelo muy largo. No me pregunte no. Yo solo sé que soy un tipo como vos. Con el pelo largo, dulce. Dime pelo largo, radiante pelo, brillante, coñante, vicentiante. Dime que, dime pe... I can't remember the rest of it now. Okay, I lose it. You know, people were complaining about you singing that last song. Now it's like... Gonna be yeah, they're going to really hate this. So I have to finish it now. Dime pelo hasta aquí, que me llegue hombre más, aquí nena, aquí mama, por todo gente tengo pelo. They're going to really I'll hate that you one. what I told a, a, a tape. Uh, DVD trader. What's that? Don't ruin the Spanish language. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I that that door's been closed. I ruined it long ago. Yeah, I tweeted him. I go. I, I saw his list, and I go. You're ruining the. Spanish you know, just language. merely trilling my R's makes me a dork. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Vandal Drum. You know, I'm Mexican, and I try not to do a lot of the Mexican like stuff because I, you know, when you watch the TV shows, they'll mm-hmm. do like the the Mexican. Um, anchor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, speak very like Spanish, like very right, very very Spanish. <laughs> it's like, and it sounds weird when they do it. And that said, and ladies it. and gentlemen, <laughs> that's Alfredo Asparza, and uh, this is Vandal Drummond, probably the worst contadora ever uh, to be on a podcast. And uh, we have a ton of news. There is so much going on in Lucha Libre. Uh, and Fredo has most of it at his fingertips, uh, up to his ears. 
He's looking at it, hearing at it, feeling at it. What's going on, Fredo? Nothing much. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the Harlem Shake is the, the the big story. It's a thing to do. Now, Kurt hasn't seen. Can you believe this? There's some of you guys have heard, have probably seen the Harlem Shake, probably tired of it. Kurt today was the first time he actually heard and watched the Harlem Shake. It's yeah, true. Three, one month later. I think it was one month, basically, that it's first started. It is true. And the best part about that is, since I never heard of it before, the first version of the Harlem Shake I've seen was the CMLL version. Yeah. And it was bitchin'. And it was bitchin' than any other version that I've seen, because Fredo showed me a whole laundry list of Harlem Shakes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I had to rewatch them. I had to relive the... The three, the the cray, the the, the three day craze of Harlem Shake. Yeah, so post Gangnam Style. Yes. Um, yeah, it basically was like Gangnam Style. Then all of a sudden Harlem Shake. Yeah, well, but whenever I heard Gangnam, I just kept. It sounded so much like Gangbang, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, not cool, not cool. That's what I thought first. I was like, I was like, what are they talking about? Then all of a sudden you hear about, oh, okay. Yeah, I had these. What is that, anyways? What is Gangnam? I have no idea. Looks like a game. You're asking me, remember? Yes. Oh, that's right. You're the I, I am the isolationist. Hey, you stole my gimmick. <laughs> Fredo just proclaimed himself the isolationist, which will also, by the way, be the next incredibly strange wrestling mask yes. gimmick. The isolationist, <laughs> yes. who wants to wrestle himself and nobody else. Um, well, I have one word. No, not one word. I have one name. Amapola. Amapola, yeah. I she am. Great. I have a huge crush on Amapola. <laughs> every every Luchador podcast, we have like a crush on someone. Exactly, here. exactly. And uh, I'm talking specifically about her hair versus hair match the with Leanda show. Yes, Estrellita happened March fifteenth. Awesome. Actually, the day the day we did the last podcast. the last podcast. You know, um, a couple of people asked me. They're like, "So you did the podcast that day?" I go, "Yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> you, you can't really schedule a podcast when it's like two people. It's hard to schedule a podcast because somebody's always busy. Or yes, you got to find the right time. And so we did it that day. We do it when we do it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to quote Story Salon, who says, "Never apologize for your art." Yeah. So we're not going to be broadcasters. We're not going to be podcasters. We're artists. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, no, several things about that. Actually, it was a good show overall. The whole the whole thing, the from top to bottom, it was a really good show for and a show that nobody like expected to have like a big right because it wasn't there wasn't a superstar main event guy, mm-hmm. mid card guys who were headlining, and I mean it drew really well, like twelve thousand. That's somewhere around that, very that number. good. Yeah, for a promotion that's been well, like, well been. If you on watch, the ropes, no pun yeah, intended. Yeah, if, if you watch some of the like Tuesday and Sunday shows, mm-hmm. there's maybe like a couple of hundred people in the in the arenas. And what's funny is the recent CMLL stuff I've watched. I I don't know if I just watched the best uh, the best of, but the luchadors all seem pretty fired up. They yeah. seem like they're. You know, maybe maybe they're just better workers than I I think, but they seem like they're uh, motivated these yeah, days. Yeah, they're really they're, there's there's always at least one good match in CMLL. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not it's not it's more of a like there's so much of it going on. Yeah, that it's hard to I think it burns people out. Now Amapola, she while she was the star of this yes, match, and, and, and Steve Sims has to grow a mullet. 
That was that's that was right. A, that there was, was a, a wager. Tell yes. them about. Tell the people about the wager. Yeah. So so when um, they announced that Amapola was wrestling Estrellita, Steve, Steve tells me, "I think Amapola is going to win." And I go, "Are you really sure Amapola is going to win?" Because I mean, Estrellita. I mean, first of all, she's been on a TV show that um, Luchador, the whatever that show is called, mm-hmm. and um, she's never lost. I don't think she's ever lost her hair. And she doesn't look like the type of woman that's... You know, certain women just aren't going to drop their hair. Right. And so I thought, I thought Steve seems a little too confident on the Amapola side. So I told him, you know what? Let's, let's make a friendly wager. Loser, loser grows a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> and you were in Amapola's yes. corner and he was... No, in- he was in Amapola's corner. I was on Estrellita's corner. Uh, I gave him. I gave him the. the oh, better, I'm going dyslexic on you. I gave him you. the better worker. Yeah, but I went with the one that I pretty much figured wasn't going to lose her hair. I mean, yes, considering Estrellita's like in that sexy star mm-hmm. kind of kind of group of women that's not really going to lose her shave her head or anything. Yeah, and very rarely does, does I think a woman like Amapola would she did a much better job than Estrellita did. The how would you say the despondence she had when she shaved her hair just. Yeah. The match itself was really good. It was a really good match. It, 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 I think Amapola just... I mean, it, I don't think it was the best Estrita match, though, because I think she had one last year that was a little better. But it was also like a 10-minute match. Too. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that was probably the best... Because Estrita in a, in a really long match doesn't really... No, work. no, no. And she's obviously... And that match, you kind of noticed that. You even if I had never seen her before, the first thing I'd think is uh, she needs to be carried. Yeah. She And Amapola was... The perfect person. To, yes. There's yes. really only two heels that can carry her Amapola or Princesa Blanca mm-hmm. and I don't think Princesa, Princesa Blanca can carry her at that level No, without, and, and the perk I want to give Estrellita is when I watch her she really tries hard and she does pretty well considering there's so she many doesn't miss, she doesn't miss her drop kicks by <laughs> <Luna> <laughs> but there's a lot of basic things that she does wrong but it does not ruin the match like every time you see her run into a corner or get thrown into a turnbuckle she takes six or seven steps with which is just a very basic you but, don't do that yeah you know the, the thing about like even like Estrellita like if you watch WWE mm-hmm. Divas especially now where there's very few yes when you watch them and they're so inexperienced when you watch them, and then you watch Estrita. Estrita seems like a hundred times better. Than, yeah, yeah, she's even like Luna Mahika looks better than the Estrita is the the little diva who could. Did you watch Raw this past? I think it was this past week. Um, Caitlin. No, I did not. She did like the spear where she basically hit the the that eight the you know the ring the the side of it. Yes, the outer part of the where there's like a what's that called the. The side where they keep the... The canvas. The camp, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And she spears um, her opponent, and she hits the, the thing, and it practically looks like she's going to break her neck. <gasps> oh, and I was like, oh, man. I was just like, oh, oh, my gosh, man. she's going to break her neck. Yeah, I mean, you know, whenever I kind of, you know, I, I know before we've kind of bitched about how redundant some of the women's matches can get, but uh, we should slap ourselves for that because even the less talented ones work hard and pull something pretty uh, they do some pretty bad stuff too sometimes though yeah but nothing like nothing like uh the divas i mean nothing like that or uh, even a good share of the indie girls here in this country and i'm you know there's other things i mean 
Esperita, her her punches, her kicks are they're worse than mine. Esperita's, uh, yeah, yeah, they're even worse than my punches. Esperita's horrible. But you know what? She really she does pull off some good stuff, and she does. I like her and all, but she's really she's she's not very. But good she's got work ethic. I yeah. mean, she really tried, and she's not shy about bumping. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, she's not good, but c- considering. Do you know anything about like who trained her or how long she? We gotta look it up. Well, the reason I'm curious. I'm talking while I while I look. <laughs> no, because I can keep talking about this. Uh, somebody who there's these basic things that she doesn't do correctly. Yet there's a lot of moves she pulls off quite nicely, and usually, yeah, you know, that doesn't thing, happen. That's the thing. Like you'll like even Luna Mahika. Remember, mm-hmm. I think I, there was a match that we talked about on a podcast where I told you that for like about two minutes. It was, like, the best of Luna Mahika, and then all of a sudden she went back to being Yes, horrible. yes. She, she was using, like, some of the, the stuff she must have learned in Japan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it looked really good, like, because she did the spot where Otani used to do where he would, like, hit kick the girl in the face, you know, running kick towards the girl's face on the, cor- right. the corner. Well, not Otani would kick the guy. Or, yeah. But. You know, and they, her, her little uh, body presses and topes, I mean, they look so awkward. They're, yeah. you know, not really done right, but... Uh, she goes for them, and, and, and for all her faults, her faults do not ruin the match. I mean, it's, it was, came off wonderfully. The one part where I got really... She was trained by Ringo Mendoza. No, no. Robbie Hari gets his revenge on you. <laughs> no, Robbie Hari, you do not get your revenge. Ringo Mendoza rocks. Estrellita yeah, um, rocks. She was, tra- she was trained by El Hijo de Gladiador, Ringo Mendoza, and Gran Apache. I miss Hijo de Gladiador. Yeah. Her family, I, her family was Rafael Baradas, Flama Solar. Oh, is, isn't that the yeah? Is that that the dude? Oh my God, that's the dude that used to email me. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Psychosis AAA was her husband, former husband. No way, really. According to Lucha Wiki, which could be right or wrong. Yes. If is it kind of uh, yeah? I know there. Are, it's usually right, but there are times when they're kind of the Wikipedia of. Uh, oh. <laughs> You're insulting the. Customer. <laughs> no, you know what happens sometimes. Sometimes we get something wrong. Yep, they'll get something wrong, and you know you just no, have to I tell. Get stuff you just wrong. have to let people I'm, know, and they'll they'll fix it. Uh, the one time when I was a little nervous is when uh, Amapola did that tope onto Estrellita, and I was just hoping. I hope Estrellita does know how to catch properly. Yeah, and when she did, I couldn't tell if she did it right or not, but nobody was harmed. Yeah. Um Something must have happened during the match or before the match where Amapola looked kind of pissed at the end. Because <laughs> that, was, that was, like, far beyond. Because she's been doing that a lot, like, when she does interviews now. Mm-hmm. Like, on the Terra.com show. She'll do a lot of, like, shoving the cameraman, doing a lot more. Oh, she's my been, God. She's been far more. But like, you, in, the last, in the last six months, she's become far more aggressive as a heel. Or but you know what? She wasn't like that. That was such a great spot is when she was shaving her own head. And then the cameraman is on her, and she shoves the cameraman. Yeah, she's been doing that a lot. That is great. Yeah. That might just be her being a great heel. Yeah. It comes off, like, because she was overplaying it so much mm-hmm. that it kind of took away some of um, Estrellita's thunder as because she was the one that won. Yes. But, I mean, you wouldn't think she won. Because I think that's when people booed her, because people, people would have booed her anyway. But um, yeah. they kind of booed her more because Amapola was playing to the crowd. Well, and yet that further furthers yeah. what you say. That further supports what you say because she twice got up on the turnbuckle holding yeah. up her and hair. She, and like, she was like, yeah. Doing and she got such a pop from that crowd. Yeah, so it was like, it was... I, I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah. 
Oh, let me... Oh, she did. No, she's never lost her hair. See, I told you. Mm-hmm. There's certain people, and that's why I went when, when, when Dr. Lucha told me that, I go, no, there's no way. Very few of the, the, the better-looking luchadoras very rarely drop their hair. I mean, Lady Apache... It's Apa- a rarity. Lady Apache's an exception because mm-hmm. she's basically always pregnant. <laughs> so I think she probably... I, I think she always needs money. <laughs> and then... Um, the, the biggest surprise was with um, Diana La Casadora, who, if you look her up, very attractive woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she also had a job in Monterey on a TV show in Monterey. Mm-hmm. And when she lost her hair, people were really shocked. Because, I mean, she doesn't look like the type of person that would drop her hair. So it's, it's almost, so it's pretty much a standard. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the certain person is always the one that's always going to end up um, right. dropping her hair. Very different from uh, the male wrestlers. Yeah, the male where you never know. And I've seen that picture of her before. Yeah, yeah. She is a cutie. Yeah. She is a cutie. <sighs> but Amapola is my girl. I have not seen them. No, <laughs> I would rather... I want to have Amapola's yeah, here, baby. Here's, here's the surprise. Who Guess who she lost her hair to? Diana La Casadora. She lost it to herself? To Amapola. Oh, yeah. awesome. That should tell you even more of a surprise. Yep. Yamapola's lost it quite a bit. She's kind of like the Carvernario Galindo of uh, Lady Wrestlers. How many times did that guy lose his hair? Six trillion. Must, something <laughs> no, like that. Very, very rarely. lost it three times. Lost it to Dark Angel also. Well, she is cool. She is cool. We should cool. just do a show... Based off us searching, uh, if I yeah we uh, just just Lucha Wiki, <laughs> we could do that. We'll call it Lucha Wiki Hour, the, the unofficial Lucha Wiki. Thank you, Lucha Wiki. Um, Not a lot. They, they have a few of them. Had I known, he lost it a lot to like um, Carlos Lagarde, Blue Demon, Santo Ust, a fly. La Mosca is in the house. <laughs> La Mosca de Walnut Kills. Yeah, yeah, but I thought it was a good match. I mean, considering what. Considering the limitations, yeah, no, but but to me, that's what a supreme worker is as a person who has a situation where there's limitations, and instead of just accepting that, oh, this is just going to be okay, she worked her butt off yeah. uh, to make it work, and it turned out to be a really good match. I I enjoyed it a lot, and to think it was the third match on the card. Wow, that was the other thing because the the following match on the card was the Rayo de Jalisco. Tribute, you know the yes the special I, attraction. You haven't seen that, right? I've seen the clips the clip. of it on uh, Galavision. Well, that's they, they aired at the end of the clip, right? Yeah, I, and I gotta say, the most poignant moment was when you see uh, him being helped out of the ring. Yeah, he got held all the way, like to, yeah. even to lift his arms up. They had to help him. Oh man! Yeah. And then when they're helping him out of the ring, and he stops and does his little dance, I thought yeah. that was really poignant. Weren't that, they holding that, him? And he was yes, <laughs> yeah. I thought, you know. It's one of those things where I know a lot of people probably like sarcastically laugh at that. Yeah, but yeah. I found it really. I'm moving. pretty sure, like, if you're if you're 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 someone who doesn't know about the history of lucha, you're probably thinking, "Oh, that, how funny that little old guy dancing." Or, yeah, yeah. Little old guy who can't move is dancing, but then you realize once you start doing some research, like Rio de Jalisco was like the big the big deal in in lucha league. Exactly. Probably one of the I mean, five or six most important guys. Exactly. In lucha history, and his son is another one of the top draws in the yes the last couple of years. His son is huge. How the hell does? I'd like to know who the mom is, man. That, that is huge. What did you think of that? I was watching. Like, my God, is he's huge? Well, maybe um, Helisco Senior' favorite uh, old school song is "Baby Got Back." I don't know. You know, it's Universal. Also, he got. He also gained a little. Yes, too. yes. The match was actually not bad. The, the that match, 
I was watching. No, I it saw earlier. the clips of it. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Um, Ryan Universal, they can't do so much, but um, Terrible and Rush were really good. Mm-hmm. They just brawled through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, Terrible Rush kind of feels like when what Paraguayo and Sangre Chicana used to be like, where as soon as they saw each other, they just go at it. Like just it's going to be a lo- it's yeah, going to be a long term marriage. Beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, and then Mr. Niebla his comedy. Mm-hmm. And Shocker actually showed up and wrestled. What a surprise. He actually worked. And how and was he it? He was really good. He was actually really good in the Awesome. Match. Yeah, so that was actually a good match. And then the other match, the Galavision match that you watched. The uh, tournament final? Yeah, the tournament final. The Parejas Increíbles. I gotta tell you how much I loved that. Did what? You, under, you understood the concept, right? It's basically the, the two guys who are rivals. Yes, up. they team yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which I thought was perfect this time around. I, I hated the tournament, as we talked about the yes. last time. But um, they actually kind of matched guys perfect. At certain guys were matched perfectly with the rivals. There mm-hmm. were a few that they were kind of off. But like Sombra and Bolador have been feuding for like the last two years, and Atlanta's and Ultimo Guerrero too for the last. And you two know, years. you know what I loved in that match is I loved the similar outfits that Sombra and yeah, Bolador Junior had. The skeleton gear. That that came. I don't know what it is about that. That came out so beautifully. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'd do is I I think Sombra should go, Sombra should go back to his old mask that. Showing his bald chrome dome. I think he does it every once in a while. He uses different ones. Oh, okay, because that, that doesn't pull up. But that's... But now you know why Sombra and Bolador probably can't do... Um, can't drop their masks. Because if they do, they don't, have, they don't get any hair match money. <laughs> they, don't have, they don't have hair. Now, it, what I loved about this match is... Even though Atlantis and Ultimo Guerrero never look like they're friendly with, friendly with each other... They make it look like they have this chemistry this rhythm where they can win like it happened earlier in the tournament well, you know, where the, the weird thing is that 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 those two guys, those two teams mm-hmm. like three years ago that was like a tag team feud like back when those two teams were actual regular tag teams they were like the tag okay team yeah yeah so there's there's a little bit more of a backstory to it when i loved i loved when they got the simultaneous backbreakers going yeah that was Atlantis. really really cool that was yeah, i always dug that and then i love how that was the finish how um it looked like in the final fall, Ultimo Guerrero, uh, you know, uh, had Somber done in, pinned. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Atlantis picks up uh, Volador in the backbreaker. And in doing that, he trips over uh, Ultimo Guerrero's leg. But it's not just like he accidentally walks over to uh, Ultimo Guerrero. Ultimo Guerrero sticks at his leg. It doesn't look yeah, intentional, yeah. but... That's the point of contention that causes them to lose, yeah. and they kept showing the replay of him stumbling over Ultimo Guerrero's <laughs> leg. Uh, and this is the first time I've been really, really excited about a mask versus mask in a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's gonna be huge. We'll talk about that in a bit because the main event was really good too. Tell us about uh, it. The main event you haven't watched. It's on. Uh, it, it aired on Fox Deportes. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. Um, but it was Ray Cometa and Stuka Jr. Versus Namahago and Okumura in a mask versus hair match. Really good match. Which really is, I do match. want to see the most. It is really good. I mean, this one, same level of emotion as the other one. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, these guys are guys who, like, people aren't really, like, attached to. Because the other one, I mean, Atlantis and Ultimo Guerrero, the rumor had already started that they were going to do the mask match mm-hmm. before that. So, so you have all the people are... And plus, those are the two guys that people there love in Arena Mexico. Mm-hmm. But these guys were getting the same reaction because it was Mexico versus Japan. Yes. Really good match. Um, it was funny because the, the <coughs> final sequence of the match is basically... Um, 
it, it goes um, I think Stuka Jr. eliminates Okumura. Mm-hmm. Then Namahagwen eliminates Stuka Jr. Oh, but there's like a there's there's a bit of a they they do the spot too where they they like screw up mm-hmm. and they have like the arguing and stuff of the partners. But when they they get eliminated, at least Ray Cometa and um, Namahagwe, and um, it's funny Ray Cometa's gonna do his four fifty off the top rope, mm-hmm. and as he's, he's climbing up. You see Stuka Jr. going, no, 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 don't do it. He's telling the fans, tell no, don't do it, don't do it. And he does it anyways, and he lands it perfectly. I think that guy, I think he's probably like the best guy at landing that move without hurting somebody. True. Because he lands on them so perfectly, and he lands, gets the pin, and it's over. And then they, they unmask, the guy gets, um, Okumura gets his hair shaved. Do you know what the story behind Okumura's hair? No. They start calling it, um, um, have you seen Coconuts? Coconuts? Have you seen the coconuts? No, I haven't. You've never seen a coconut? How it has little hair? And oh yeah. Oh, I thought coconut. I thought you were referring to like the old Donnie and Marie no, movie, coconut, going coconuts coconut. or something like that. So they start calling um, Okumura's hair pelos de coco viejo. <laughs> old, hair of old an old man, coconut. Coco, um, old pelos de coco viejo. Old guy, old coconut head, um, head or whatever, mm-hmm. something like that. And um, so people started calling him that and everything. So they shaved his head. Then they ask um, Namahagwe his name, and he says it really fast. And um, they ask him how many years, five years. But he's, he looks, he's just playing the whole role of being pissed. Right. And it was a really good movie. It I do want to see that, and I'm really jazzed to see Stuka Jr. put in that kind of spot. There's a guy who I think is generally just so overlooked. He's a guy who has the talent to be a main event guy, mm-hmm. probably like in the third level or against somebody that works with, and that's the thing they've had him working with the Namaha, the Japanese dudes he works really well well with those guys because those guys take his Namahagwe is one of those dudes he, I think that's the one thing I worry about Namahagwe he's kind of like Blue Panther where he's always going to make the other guy look much better than, right. he, than he will look and I think that's what's going to hurt him in Japan Oh. and in Mexico it works because they do dives and he takes the dive he sells it he does all this stuff really well and that's what works with him with Stuka Jr. And then Ray Cometa, I mean, Ray Cometa, I think he, I think of the, of all those guys, he's the guy who should actually be like a main event level. Yeah. Guy. And you know, you know how sporadic my viewing is, but a year ago, I didn't even know of no Ray Cometa. Exactly. Really? I, wow. And just, and since then, I've, I've just gotten such a You know the backstory behind Ray Cometa? He used to be in AAA. When he first showed up in AAA, AAA was hyping him up as the next Ray Mysterio. Really? That's how good they thought he was. One year later, he, he's, they put him in that group with the Forza area, the aerial high flyers type. Okay. With um, Loretto Kid, Aerostar, um, Superfly, a bunch of different guys. The group ends up like, he, he's in that group for about year, a year or two. Suddenly, like, that group starts, they start phasing out that group. Ray Cometa doesn't get pushed. We get the, he's got no charisma. Uh-huh. Which is code for certain bookers <laughs> not liking the guy. It's called and, it's called Stone Cold Steve Austin syndrome. Yes, and it's the guy who's doing that is the one who used to complain about that happening in WCW. But uh, we'll I talk wonder, about that. I wonder uh, who that would be. We'll talk about that some other time. Um, <laughs> I would probably talk about it with him. Then you'd probably have to defib- stand in front of me. <laughs> and then w- would you do a hair versus hair with him? <laughs> he has none. So, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Well, then he disappeared. Then all of a sudden right. he disappears. Him and Pegaso. Pegaso was the other guy who was in that group. Mm-hmm. And they end up in the independence. They go to CML. Everybody's like, oh, you shouldn't go to CML because they're never going to use you. Mm-hmm. That you're going to be a Mad Carter, which they kind of were. But then, like, right before he got pushed, Ray Scorpion was the one who was getting pushed. He was another ex AAA guy who got pushed. Then all of a sudden, I guess Ray Cometa probably decided, hey, you know, 
I'll put my mask in as part of the deal. I'll right. offer my mask. He gets pushed. You know, people started seeing him like, hey, this guy's yeah. not that bad. And look at him now. He's like a, wow. he's basically a semi-main event guy right now. He's, I, I really enjoy watching him. Yeah, there's a lot of guys who AAA kind of, the problem that AAA has that as soon as a new guy comes in, they forget about their, their own guys. Mm. They do this all the time. And it's like, it's, it's, it's a little habit that they have where it's like something, if they only realize that they, they did that wrong. It almost seems like it's... There's uh, a lot of good in AAA, but there's that's, yeah. that's the one thing where they always screw up. Like, they're quick to pass over their own guys. And that is something that seems almost epidemic in wrestling, especially with yeah, larger it happens promotions. Even with CMLL, it happens too. Yeah. Like, I'm not just saying it's AAA, but CMLL has some guys who you always look yeah. at, and they're like, that happens too. But in this case, in the long yeah. run, it's uh, I'm glad it worked out for some And that's why I always meta. say it's always good to jump from one promotion to the other. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you're not making money in CMLL, you're probably not going to make money in AAA. You might as well jump. I remember years ago, um, you know, I, there's a lot of wonderful things to say to Red Bastine, but I knew several guys who kind of looked at him as his their mentor mm-hmm. in the early 80s. And these guys were really good workers, but they would only work locally where they lived. And I wonder why aren't they venturing out? And yeah. Red's advice to them was... Don't go to a territory that doesn't pay well. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to make money in this business. Well, that would be nice if you've already had 20 years experience and have a reputation like you're a Ray Stevens or somebody, but... Especially back then. I mean, nowadays, that's different. Exactly. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? You, you, you're a great worker, but nobody knows much about you. You're just going to go up and say, hey, give me money. Yeah. Push me. And uh, as a result, uh, these few guys who are great workers just went nowhere yeah and i don't think they ever got it yeah i mean even even as a naive 20 year old i was like what (laughs) yeah i think i think that's what a lot of the wrestlers like even the indie guys they tell you you have to be able to travel you can't travel you might as well not do anything oh yeah you it it takes it takes a special attitude you have to travel you either have to really save your pennies and eat cheap i mean you're you know and you know that—that's one of the few negative things I'd say about Red Bastine. That guy was awesome, but yeah. th- that was some advice that I never really understood. Yeah, and that's that's why when when you see like a guy like Tejano Jr., there's a guy, he was fine in CMLL, but I think he had realized he had reached a certain level. Mm-hmm. And look at him now in Triple yes. A. He's basically the guy now in that promotion. He's one of the main guys. I think that's where the if you're a heavyweight, you're better off sometimes going to triple a mm-hmm. and if you're a lighter weight you're almost better off going to cmll very true because i mean it takes in in triple a you're basically just going to do the six person matches mm-hmm. and then as soon as they find somebody else you're out the door you know you're you're basically <laughs> yeah. you're basically not getting booked and in cmll there's i mean worst case you're basically working every single show basically yeah and in triple a i mean correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like from what i've heard cmll the problem is the bookers, where in AAA sometimes the problem is there's too many bookers. There's too many people wanting to make make calls on. Yeah. Oh, even... Well, one of that's one of the funny things. Uh, they released one of the cards, lineups, mm-hmm. recent lineups. Yeah. And Conan asked on Twitter, hey, it would have been nice to know about this about this show, like, ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I thought, oh, see, it happens too. <laughs> I mean... It, that's the great thing about Twitter. Now you can actually see like certain people like complain. Yeah. Especially if you're somebody who doesn't mind letting people hear about it. Oh right, it. right. It's like it doesn't it doesn't affect you. Yeah, Twitter Twitter's cool when you want to let off steam. Um, so, some people they kind of go too far and they compulsively tweet 
before they should. Yeah, we should talk about the triple A rated Reyes since. Yes, let's do that. I, I want to make it sound like I hate the promotion or anything. And I don't either. I actually like it. I mean, I, I actually like Triple A. I gotta admit, I, the fusion, the fusion show is probably one of the best shows that Lucha Libre related. It's mm-hmm. probably the probably the most enjoyable show out there. The the show they're doing now that they're uploading onto their site that doesn't air in mm-hmm. the not the Galavision one or the Televisa one, but the one that they show on another network. Mm-hmm. Basically, the same thing, except it doesn't. They don't like cut it, chop it up as much. It's Really good. Mm. Like it, it, they posted themselves. Um, let me go out, look for Triple H because I don't remember. There's so many <laughs> different shows that happen. Yeah, the Raider Reyes. The big story on that was um, they actually split up the promotion. They split up the. They're they're gonna do a. They're gonna do a promotion split, kind of like Ryan uh, SmackDown. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a. We don't know a lot about it, but apparently it's going to be um, one of these <laughs> one of these things where uh, one group is going to be um, AAA Fusion, which mm-hmm. is going to be run by Joaquin Roldan, mm-hmm. and AAA Evolution, which is going to be run by Dorian, and okay. I guess Conan would be the other person running that group. And the way we under the way it we kind of interpret it is that the Dorian group is going to be the U.S. Version. Yeah, which is a really exciting. Uh, That's actually really exciting because yeah. they have enough talent now. If you would have told me this like five years ago, I would have said, "Man, they can't split up the promotion because they don't uh-huh. really have that." But now they have enough like headline guys where they could split it up. Because I mean, the rest of the card you could like you could find indie guys in everywhere and right. fill out the rest of the roster. But I mean, the main event is like the important part, mm-hmm. and they actually have enough to do that. That's going to be really cool. I mean, it's going to be a great experiment. I I. You know, we talked about this on the last podcast. I really hope it works because it's funny how there is such a, a an Americans don't know much about lucha libre, but they are really fascinated by yeah. it. I mean, I'd say I said this last time. A lot of people, you know, when when I was on that uh, cruise to uh, uh, Mexico, wherever we stopped, there were wrestling masks on sale everywhere. Yeah. Last time I had gone on a cruise to Mexico. Didn't see one wrestling mask. Yeah, because people are just really into the whole mask thing and all that stuff. Yeah, they really the love the whole mystique. Thing, yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I have a lot of people at work who just, you know, don't know anything about Lucha Libre, but they always have a hundred questions to ask. They're yeah. intrigued by it. So I, I, I hope this comes off. I hope it works. Yeah. Oh, they announced um, They announced their first match for um, Triple Mania. Yeah. At that card, at um, Rey de Reyes. Um, I think what I understood was Paraguayo. Challenge Cybernetico. You know, that's the bad thing I haven't seen. I haven't watched mm-hmm. Ray Reyes. Um, and I guess they're going to have a hair match. Ooh, that's going to be nice. It's it's great if... if but it I, was, I heard about that. It's great if Paraguayo would have kept his hair long, but... Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one negative where it's like, when he had his hair long, it was pretty cool. Like, oh, yeah, he's going to put his hair on. Oh, exactly. Now it's short. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, they should wait a while on that one. Yeah, in fact... Well, uh, I mean, maybe he'll grow his hair. I mean, it's, it, Triple Mania is into, like... In, fa- in, in, fact, so. my, uh, in fact, my buddy uh, Umberto even mentioned that the other day, so the word is getting around about the hair match. Yeah, no, one. they already announced it. That's That's been announced. That's that, That's that been set up. That's great. Tejano Jr. defended and successfully defeated Blue Demon Jr. Mm-hmm. at Raider Reyes. And I guess they're having a rematch. I think today they're having a rematch. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of uh, us doing shows... <laughs> at the day of the of a big show. yes See, yes you can't really plan this stuff because lucha there's a lucha show every single freaking day I mean <laughs> you're 
you're, you're, there's only so many days of, of the week. That yeah, we make do. no promises yeah. on this show. We're just gonna yeah, um, we're gonna talk smack Messias and hope people won, like it. Messias won the Rey the Reyes final. They had Kanek reach the finals. Oh, Kanek made it, but he's basically just just basically can walk in. I was gonna say lay down and that's it. The rest of the match was him, um, L.A. Park and um, Messias. I'm guessing one of those two guys or both would have to be in the U.S. version. And is Kanek looking his age? I have not seen him in yeah. ages. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. It's bound to happen, yeah. but... Plus, he had a he came back from, like, a torn ACL, I think. Oh, I didn't yeah, hear about so he, that. He had a bad injury. He had a bad leg Poor injury. Guy. Yeah, and then Fabi Apache won the Reign of the Reynas. Apache's sister's still my fave. Yeah. God, they I love them. They brought in a bunch of different... Um, they brought in um, Lufisto. Have you seen Lufisto? No, I have not. I think she had like a heart problem. Really? Yeah, she had a heart problem like a couple years ago. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and the devil, the Infernal Rockers beat the Psycho Circus. I have seen the Infernal Rockers, yeah, and awesome. I love those guys. Yeah. God, I love those guys. Do you know one of my Facebook friends is an Infernal Rocker? Really? Yeah. Point me out. I can tell you. No, I'm going to try to friend him, and then I'm going to get a notice from <laughs> Facebook saying, "Stop trying to friend people you don't know." He. Uh, he, he showed a picture of himself putting on the gear. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was him or like somebody took the picture of him putting on the gear. And then all of a sudden, they dis- it disappeared. It's like, yeah, I think it's him. I don't know if he's still my friend. You know, like in Facebook, sometimes you think the girl, they're still there, but they're not there anymore. And they, they try to clean up their friends or list. They, yeah, they, yeah. you don't know if they're still your friend or anything. So yeah. I don't know. So then I you have... The only person I do read on there is Jack Evans. Because he'll talk about some really funny stuff like... I guess he's trying to figure out how to get a, like a poor man's meal. Because <laughs> he's, I guess he's poor, so he wants to find like. Oh my god! Okay, I gotta friend him yeah. then. I'm You're not try. friends with Jack Evans. No, I'm not friends with Jack Evans. He's got two accounts. I'm friends with both of them. I think. <laughs> he's, 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 Los gemelos yeah, Diablo. Yeah, he's, a, he's a, Los gringos gemelos Diablo. He's a guy to read, like, because he's he's always like very political and stuff like that. Not political, political in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Political in a. I can't believe people are taking sides and you know like. Talking about this oh, that's stuff. cool! Like yeah. he's really fresh with yeah. it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, oh, and Phoenix won the fusion title, so I'm guessing he's going to be in. Um, he'll probably be one of the main guys in the fusion, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I mean, I'm guessing fusion. If if you split it five, I guess you would have to put the AAA world champion in the fusion group. Yes. So Tejano Jr. Mm-hmm. Let me see if you think this would be the right way to split it. We should have done like a mock draft. <laughs> Like, like uh, you have Tejano Jr. in the Fusion, because he's not yeah. really a name in the U.S. Yeah. The U.S. group would probably have L.A. Park. Okay, I'll just pick the five in the L.A. group. Mm-hmm. L.A. Park, Messias, Blue Demon Jr. Yes. Probably Jarrett. Definitely. Some, some, I'm guessing they're going to, because Jarrett's not working in, T- in Impact or TNA or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, I mean, you probably could keep them in the, with them. That's or you I'm... keep them in the Mexican group. I'm, I don't know. But I'm thinking few, um, the Evolution group. And then probably the fifth person would have to be, like, a young person. I don't know who, but... That um, works for me. Yeah, and then, like, the fusion group, Tejano, Phoenix, um, La Parca, the other one. Mm-hmm. Probably Paraguayo and Cibernetico, I'm guessing. I think that'd I'm be guessing cool. there's more guys. I'm, I'm just thinking, uh, Octagon, <laughs> Octagon Jr., <laughs> Octagon... Oh, no, we gotta put Octagon Jr. He could be the young guy in the, the Octagon Jr. if he decides to come back. <laughs> decides to come back. No, you don't know the story? No. They gave the gimmick to Samurai Del Sol. You've right. heard of Samurai Del Sol. Yes, right? I did. He's a really talented local um, LA um, Chicago guy. Uh-huh. 
He's been working a lot. He just wrestled recently on but, the PWG yeah, show. And, yes, and that flight of the the Kings of Flight. The flight of the Bumblebees. <laughs> King, no, Kings of Flight or something. <laughs> um, some show that um, Brian Kendrick booked with all the high flyers. Okay, yes. Here in LA, they. Oh yeah, it was that same weekend. Yeah, that's that the PWG weekend, yeah. show. Yeah, so um, that's why I was thinking LA. He's from. He's from. If I didn't Samurai Disco, he went. He went over totally in that PWG thing. I really think. I think he. No, did. I think he want, He went. No, it's two different things. You're thinking two different things. The King of Flight was a tournament at that place that... Um, oh, okay, okay. Poppy Pineda runs. Okay, I thought... I Yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah, of yeah. the other promotion. I thought PWG... You notice how I know all these people and none of them know me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? I like keeping it that way. They yeah. don't know who I am. I think I you're wise. I think you're I wise. just know them. Like, they've met me, but I don't. they don't know who I am or anything. Um, well, um, he's been working a lot of indie shows in the U.S. and in Europe and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But he hasn't been back to AAA since he's been um, that one show where he was Octagon Junior. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he was supposed to be at Ray de Reyes. Mm-hmm. Ray de, he was supposed to be at a show before Ray de Reyes. Mm-hmm. And then like Dorian apologized for him not being there for not being at one of the shows. And then uh, <laughs> you do that look and it freaks me out. <laughs> um, so then he's. I guess he wasn't booked for Ray de Reyes afterwards. I think mm-hmm. they kind of got pissed at him. Gotcha. Yeah. So. No, that I don't know sense. if it was something like them trying, or he couldn't do it. I don't could know. be, could be, and no matter how awesome a worker you are, if you're yeah, not if you're reliable. not showing up, at, you, you can't. And it's like there's so many guys in Mexico they could have given that gimmick to. Mm-hmm. You kind of wonder why not just give it to some guy in your promotion? Just remove the mask, give it to the, the new guy. Yeah, I mean it's done. It's not like it hasn't worked before. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of wondering if maybe that one dude who got hurt would have been the person they could have given it to him, but then it. He got hurt afterwards. The one dude who got hurt? You know, um, this dude, um, Astro de Plata? Yes, I've heard of him. Yeah, he got, he's paralyzed. Oh, uh, what? He, uh, I never heard about this. He, they did this spot. I can't remember what the spot was, but um, it's the videos. I, I, I don't even want to watch it. No, I, I can't. I don't but, like uh, to watch stuff like it, that. All I know is it was a screw up. Mm-hmm. The other guy, the other guy landed hard on him or something. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he broke a couple of his vertebrae. Oh. So they did the operation stuff. Well, apparently he, um, they, all these people were running benefit shows for him. Mm-hmm. And only one of the benefits shows gave him his money back. Um, oh, my gave Lord. Him, gave him money. Everybody else was just using was a scam. That is so disgusting. Yeah, so um, now um, um, Hysteria, the guy who, the CML guy, Hysteria. Yes. And some other guy are going to run a show that will legitimately, legitimately give his give money. money. Yeah. Because they, they feel bad. Cause the Jeez, mom, there's a way the I could PayPal to them. I'd send well, that's the bad thing. That's what I told people. I go, hey, you know, I even, I even wrote this. I go, you know, the people actually wrote... Actually, not mm-hmm. even PayPal. Mm-hmm. There's different websites online where you could actually lo- loan, like, somebody's broke. Mm-hmm. They might need, like, 400 bucks. Yeah. You could loan them, like, 400 bucks through the internet, through PayPal or your credit card or whatever payment option. Yes. And I was, like, thinking, why don't you guys use this? Why thing? don't they do that? It would, it, yes. I, it would generate something. I, know, I, I would put the word out. The seriously. only bad thing is they would have to find somebody you could trust. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think there's maybe, like, five people I tr- like that, that I know. I was going to say... There's still about five people that I know who probably could do it that I would trust, but then like there's a lot of people that you're not going to trust. That's one. That's one common Wrestlers bond. Being one. Yeah, <laughs> being see, a big, that's a common yes. bond in wrestling going way back to the beginning of time. Yeah, who can you trust? And yeah. there's very few people. Like the guy who does the artwork for me, Kedis. If he did it, I would mm-hmm. trust him. Yes. If um, the guys who I've traded tapes with did it, I would trust them. The guy, some of the guys who I've known through tape trading that became magazine mm-hmm. or, or booking people, a lot of these guys became like bigger names yeah. and stuff like that, I would trust them. But like, a wrestler? I no, know. I wouldn't. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's one of the things where you are, actually you don't know. And then there's like they have so many guys like Octagon Junior. They even introduced new Octagon Junior, uh-huh. Parker Negra. It's like and they can't get Octagon Junior back. And there's so many guys that they could have given the gimmick to. I mean, wow. In their own promotion, I mean, Aerostar, a guy like that, or um, Superfly, <laughs> guys. That would have been actually. And super, why not just do that? Because they have the Superfly, they, super, they have the the copyright, don't they? Or yeah, Billy Boy, they could have given just to yeah, just although Billy Boy's a little too old to be. To be an octagon, octagon junior. <laughs> Maybe like, hey, I'm Drago. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm still angry about them. Uh, ever ready. Yeah, I'm still angry about him not being Gato. Oh, you, know you know who I got You'll enjoy on uh, AAA. Mm-hmm. Um, this wrestler named um, they call her Black. Call him Black Mamba. Mm-hmm. I can't call him Black Mamba because that's Kobe Bryant's nickname. So it's Mamba. Right. Okay. Because Black Mamba's Kobe Bryant. Okay. So. Gonna, we're not going to discuss this. Why can't he be turquoise, Monica? <laughs> oh, well, babe, babe. Or some other. Why can't she? Why, I say she because it's an exotico. Mm-hmm. Mamba's an exotico. I mean, these exoticos look practically like women, almost. Like, they're, like, closely Too cool. Like, but um, really cool. Like, he comes out and he dances and does all this stuff. And him and um, Yuriko have been teaming up. And he's pretty good. He's a good worker. Oh, wow. You'll enjoy I look forward to seeing it. that. Yeah. Pimpinella, he's like the new group of the new. That's the cool. New era of um, and Bunga Bilia, I'm still. I'm yeah. glad they're still pushing There's the. A couple uh, of guys that are so, pretty good. You know, Lucha Libre is just pretty cool up and down these that's days. That's the one thing, and that's why I tell you that that's the problem. Like that's, it's not that you're like, it's not that I want. I'm being negative to tri- AAA for not pushing certain guys. Well, and they're introducing a lot of new guys. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. then, like you yourself as a wrestler need to know, okay, I think I know, I think they don't want me here. Mm-hmm. They can't use me here. No, you're talking not, pol- You're talking politics that will work in almost yeah, every, any not, wrestling not in promotion. A, not in a bad way. Yeah, exactly. But like maybe in a good way where you're like, hey, would you guys mind letting me go to like CMLL, see if they are interested mm-hmm. going there? I mean, it's a mid-card guy. It's not going to kill Right. Them. It's not going to kill the promotion. The only difference, CML will main event guys like that. They'll actually like push those guys, especially yeah. if they give their mask up. They're basically uh, going to be a main event. In fact, it's funny as we talk about this. Uh, did you hear the uh, um, Figure Four show with Tom Pritchard? Yeah, I think I did part of it. It's like a, a must listen to show. He he kind of says explains things in a roundabout way, uh, so you kind of have to listen carefully. But. He just talks about how uh, sometimes nonsensical the politics of being in a big promotion are. Yeah. Talk, working with WWE. And it, I think part of it was he is scared to mention names and was trying to be cautious about... He still wants a job. Basically. Yeah, exactly. It's, which it's, is, which it's is the just... the difference between him and Conan. Conan will mention names. Yes. Which I love yes. about his podcast. Exactly. I love that about his podcast because it, it just... He'll tell you, like... If he thinks this guy's a dick, he thinks... Yeah, he cuts to the chase, no bullshit. He doesn't care. I mean, even people he works with, he doesn't Mm -hmm. mind saying things. I mean... And he still got a job. Yes. And those guys still get along with him. Because they know he's being honest. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's who he is. I mean, Teddy Hart and Van Pure are crazy. I mean, they they should know that by now. I mean... Exactly. Yeah, but, you know, Pritchard, the one thing he did illustrate in that hour-long interview is he, he does illustrate just somehow how unpredictable and sometimes how nonsensical the booking could be. And I, you know, I've thought myself, God, if I was ever, like, running a promotion, I'd never let that happen. But I don't think you know till you're actually running a promotion and you're in the eye of the hurricane. I I think sometimes a common sense goes out the window, but you don't see it coming. I think it probably happens. Yeah, because you don't really know what the person's like in real life and yeah. how big of a pain in the ass exactly. to exactly. deal with them and stuff like that. So there's that aspect of it. But, I mean, either way, I mean, 
if you're not happy in that place, you got to move. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not for everybody. It's not like everybody. It's not like these guys don't know each other. I mean, there's been so many guys going back and forth over the years. They know each other by now. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um. Well, other big news is a magazine that's been around. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, uh, before we get we to gotta that, we got to talk about the Ultimo Guerrero um, the announcement. Oh, okay. Yes. The Ultimo. They held a press conference. And the big news was Ultimo Guerrero and Atlantis finally agreed to have their mask match. After like two or three years where people have been like predicting that would be the mask match. The buzz has been going that on. Has been, that is going to be like the biggest mask match in, since Viano 3 versus Atlantis. I think that's the And that's been over 10 years ago. 13 years now. Yeah. Yeah. 14 basically. I gotta remember that. 14, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it, boy, if they've been purposely putting it off... Uh, and if it wasn't just them kind of shrugging their shoulders when we should do that, then I'd have to say that's a stroke of genius. <laughs> I think they're going to wait till the anniversary because, I mean, what else? Oh, I they, think they should. They, they can't do anything. Oh, that's the big match. That's They have enough. They've done, and they have enough stuff where they can book good match, good shows for the remainder of the year. Mm-hmm. They're still not going to draw well on certain certain events. No, but this one could. But this is where they're going to make all their money. This could be the, their first sellout yeah, in the ages. Yeah, anniversary show, and that's what they want. You can't sell out every other show. There, I, I think probably in June they'll do the some mid card mask match or some or hair match, mm-hmm. and then they'll do that. The that would be cool anniversary. And they also announced all their tournaments. <laughs> oh God! There's okay, one, I think there's one starting next week. I think. Or oh, why do you do that, CMLL? Actually, it's the Grand Alternativa, the mm-hmm. one where they team a young guy and an old guy. I kind of dig that concept yeah, that. actually. And the young guys are actually um, like a bunch of the. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't that good. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, in May, is the En Busca de Unido, which used to be a bunch of young guys. Well, this year, they're changing it. This year, it's going to be like mid-card guys who haven't gotten a shot. Oh, okay. Which is actually pretty interesting. Kind of like trying to break through the the barrier. Yeah, yeah. Guys who are trying, like Valiente. Oh, cool. Guys who you've seen on main... I mean, some of these guys have been main eventers. But the reason they're doing this is because a lot of these guys aren't... When they book them as main eventers in Guadalajara and Puebla... They don't sell out, mm. so they need. And they're, I, I think that same weekend that um, the anniversary show with um, the Dos Leyendas show was going on, mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of shows in the in the U.S. and in Juarez and other places where they were booking um, CMLL guys. So I think they want more headline guys because mm. I've noticed. Like, no, that makes I, I was doing a lot of. I was doing a little research. Where I only got to about a month's worth of research because I gave up. <laughs> hey, I give up right away. I, I know when I'm. I know when to give up. We we'll call you the king of the tap yes, out. I, I know when to give up. When I, um, they basically. I noticed like in like in a January there were like there were like about maybe like thirty shows, mm-hmm. and there were like at least forty different main eventers on those shows. Wow. So it's basically that's that's why you don't that's that's part of the problem with following CMLL that there's so many main event guys, mm-hmm. but it's also because they're trying to book all these guys to like Japan and all right. those other places. So it's like. Yeah, so the, that that thing is actually going to be pretty good. Um, Guerrero Maya Jr. is in that. Who, who is somebody who is a, one of the best workers yes. in that whole promotion? Ray Cometa, who we talked ma- about, just main evented. Um, Misterioso Jr., Delta, Fuego, um, Val, um, Valiente, who I just mentioned, and um, and he's Vangelis. one. Vangelis, he, Vangelis, have you seen Vangelis? Yes, I have. Yeah, he's a really good worker. And oh, Valia- actually, you have the you have the channel that actually shows his match. Right, exactly. Yes, have you seen the portes? And I mean, Valiente is somebody you and I have talked about. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, he's basically super active. Yeah, reincarnated. Totally cool. Um, totally. The cool. the Grand Alternativa has a lot younger guys. Um, Herodes Junior. Um, the guy you haven't seen. Yeah, I definitely have yeah, not he, seen he's, him. He's pretty good. 
He's kind of good, but he's kind of like he's still green. Mm-hmm. He's he has charisma. He has promise. Yeah, he has charisma and promise. Kind of the kind of the the new rush. Yeah, kind of like, but he's horror. He's not that good. He's not as good as Rush. Yeah, though. some of these guys aren't really right. good. Like, like, I would say like the of the group that's on that. I think um, Bobby Zavala is probably the best one, and he might not be the one that wins. Cause right. W- one of the other guys is Taurus Junior or Taurus or whatever. It's Taurus, uh, who's the Ultimo Guerrero's son, mm-hmm. and he just won the that other thing. Some other. Sh- Another tournament. Yeah. Oh, one of sa- many tournaments. The Sangre Nueva tournament. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, it's hard to keep up with this stuff. Yeah. yeah they also announced. The seventieth, or what is it? The seventieth anniversary of Arena Coliseo, Coliseo, which is going to be a show that everyone can watch. I think they can watch on Terra dot com on April seventh. Ooh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania Day. Yes. I, well, I'm gonna. I'll, well, let's put it this way: I'm, I'm not, not paying sixty five <laughs> bucks to watch WrestleMania when you can watch. When you can watch, listen to this: Blue Panther, Shocker, Naverno versus Black Terry, Negro Navarro, and Biano Four. That's Rocket. I'm event. there. I'm and there. And there is a slight chance that Sombra and Dragon Rojo might have a title match or yes. some type of match. A title versus title match on that card. And besides, you can follow uh, what's happening at WrestleMania before it even happens. Because uh, Thunder Kitty pointed out something really neat on Facebook. like Something like, gee, I don't have to watch Raw. All I have to do is look at Twitter and watch it. All the people bitching about how bad it is. <laughs> if you follow me, you'll see how bad you'll see me complain. That is so right, yeah. so true. I don't bitch about it throughout, but I do bring up a lot of like the weird stuff that happens. <laughs> um, but the thing with WrestleMania, I think there's really only one match. I don't even know if there's one match. I'm, I think Undertaker versus CM Punk. That's what, that's I, the one I want to see most. I'm kind of offended by it. You know, yeah, with reason. Yeah, with yeah, reason. I'm kind of offended by it. It, it bothers me a bit that they're kind of <laughs> with the Paul Bearer. Yeah, it's kind of going overboard. It's like, going overboard. I, you know, I don't like Triple H, so I don't really have it. I don't like Triple H at yeah. all. You know, either. Uh, so I don't want to see him. I, I guess the thing is, I picture Paul Bearer liking that they're doing that. Yeah, I, but I know, but it just seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear of, what you're saying, though. Yeah, it just seems. Yeah, I don't. I, I dig when it. When Triple A was doing that with um, Antonio Pena's urn, it wasn't as bad as that. And I even joked about it back right. then. I said, I said, why don't they have the urn like win a match or something? <laughs> do a run. Yes, or do something. And I thought, I thought, but then I, but I, I was re- joking. I wouldn't think that they would do it. I remember like almost 30 years ago when Vern Gagne was increasingly using more old guys like uh, Paul DeMarco and oh, all these old people, people who not only were past or prime, but should not be wrestling anymore. Yes, yes. And uh, I remember talking to Dave Meltzer and he said, uh, um, what are they going to do next? Like, say, uh, they're going to bring back a Strangler Lewis and George Hackenschmidt. And I went, <laughs> well, they can do it, Dave. What you do is you just have the heel uh, throw the ashes of one of them in the faces of the baby face. Yes. And Dave, I remember Dave just saying, that is the sickest thing I've ever heard. But now I can picture people doing something like yes, that. Yes. I, always, I, I, oh, think man. My, I think my joke was, um, why doesn't Teddy Hart and um, Jack Evans steal the urn? And smoking, because remember, there's a there's a there's a movie <laughs> there's a movie where they smoke um at, um somebody's no uh, way ashes. can't remember what it was. Well, do you remember Might the Cheech and Chong? Well, how about the Ch- Keith Richards interview where he says he snorted his yeah, dad's I ashes? That. I that too. I think yeah. I, I might I might I might have read that, mm-hmm. and I was thinking that as a joke. <laughs> and I thought, but I, I'm not that. This the anniversary show actually looks. If I could, good. if I could, uh, you know, get my love of coffee into my wrestling persona, then I'd have my character sniffing coffee grounds. <laughs> but you watch that one movie with Jack Black and um, Robert Downey Jr. where they're doing like a road trip back to no. the, L.A. Um, 
they're bringing um, Jack Black's um, dad in a in co- the, uh-huh. coffee, <laughs> coffee uh, container or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they go to this friend's house and they're drinking coffee and they're like, like, where did you get this coffee from? I thought you guys brought it. And I'm like, oh, oh my no. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I, I got us. I, I uh, that reminds it's me. It's not Jack Black. It's Zach Galifianakis. Oh, okay. Zach Galifianakis. Uh, I'll never forget listening to NPR and I was, uh, they had an interview with a guy who was like a, I don't know what you what the title is, but he's a beer specialist, beer historian. He knows everything about beer. And one of the things he loves to do is he likes to find, you know, primitive tribes that I guess, I guess all of them have some form of beer uh-huh. that they make. And it doesn't taste anything like the beer we drink here. It's all usually very, very heady and very, you know, very, he says sometimes it's good. Sometimes it really sucks. Yeah, yeah. But he said one time, um, they say, today we're making grandpa's beer. And he said, grandpa's beer. And they said, and one of them, I guess, asked, would, would, you know, the translator said, they're asking if you would be up to drinking grandpa's beer. He goes, of course I would, no problem. And he said, they look just, just like so happy, like they're moved to tears, you know, that he's going to drink grandpa's beer. And so he's drinking the beer and it's not bad, but it's very chalky oh, and geez. very grainy. And yes, grandpa passed away. Oh, they God. cremated him. And I guess that was a tradition is... They put uh, the remains of the relatives of... into the beer, oh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah, that that movie, the Robert Downey Zach Galifianakis. Okay, got to remember tell, that one. I can't tell Zach Galifianakis <laughs> and Jack Black apart. I don't want him as a beer. I don't care. All, uh, Just I, no more Seth Rogen. I'm, I'm burnt out on that guy. Oh jeez, I can't even. God, watch. I'm so. I, I have you watched this show called Comedy Bang Bang? No, it's I on, love the title. Look it up. Look it up on um, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I actually spent like the whole week just watching episodes of that. I think it's only like twelve, thirteen episodes. And he was one of the guests on the show. And I was like, I was like, that, I think that's the only episode I really didn't want to watch. So I just <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? At first, I kind of liked him. I dug him, but he he gets grading very fast. Yes, yeah, it, just... it wears down on you. Like it's like okay, I think yeah. There's certain guys I just can't stand. Him and that one dude who did the that one. Um, what's his name? Uh, Michael. He's that kid that used to be... P.S. Michael Hayes? No, the one, the, one, <laughs> the one who did Arrested Development that also did um, Superbad and all that stuff. Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes. Michael, whatever his name is. He's kind of wore out his welcome, too. Yeah. I kind of, I, I actually liked him a lot, but yeah. Yeah, because he, he does the same character. Yeah, yeah, movie. exactly. Here, I'll, exactly. Tell his, <laughs> I'll tell you what his name is. I'll look it up. That's what I love about the computer age. Yes. And while he's looking it up, I want to say hi to Scotty Astro, who I had the pleasure of meeting a little over a week ago. Uh, when he came to Story Salon, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, yes. No relation to Scotty <laughs> no, Astro, no, by no the way. To... Yes, Scotty Astro is a fascinating guy who we, we have to do. Have... We, we like Scotty Astro. We like Scotty Astro. We, and... we haven't seen him in enough movies where we'll hate him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was out here because he was a part of a, a reality series. Well, then, if we see him in a real reality series. Our opinion. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, he's he's a bird watcher, uh, yeah. which is funny. I have another friend who's a bird watcher. I should try to get them to friend each you other. You know the th- the funny thing about um, wrestling? Yes, you find people who have like these other diverse hobbies. Not just, yes, not just wrestling. In fact, always. Dan Dan Farron even said what would be a fun idea for a podcast w- would be. I can't remember what he said the title would be, but it was like not wrestling, where a wrestler talks about something, something else totally enjoy. unrelated. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. You know? Which would be a cool idea. Um, now, uh, 
The other big news is a magazine that's been around for over... You don't want to know about Raymond Dosa 20- Jr. first? No, I don't. <laughs> He's still Viano Tercero to me. You don't want to know Stop the story about yourself retiring Dose. and unretiring no. about as quickly as any other wrestler in the history? No, 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 no. He, he, not, not Viano Tercero, not Raymond Dosa Jr. We are now going to call him Raymond Funk. <laughs> that's still the funny... People are, were laughing. I mean, I think... I've told you my stories of um, people asking me to promote shows and stuff like yes. that. But it's like, if you don't have the money, you're not going to run. I know. You shouldn't I run know. wrestling. Exactly. If you don't want to use your money, don't run wrestling. And you better be prepared to lose money. Yeah. So it's like, this guy decided to run his own retirement show mm-hmm. in a building that basically is booked a lot for mm-hmm. wrestling. And he booked all these big names. I mean, he basically booked like guys like, here, I'll tell you that he booked. I mean, he did a tournament. I mean, come on. You're doing a tournament for your... <laughs> That's going to draw well. Yes. You basically brought in... Um, I mean, the, his brothers probably work for free, but I mean, um, you have all the AAA guys. Then you have Mel Mascaras, mm-hmm. the Cassandro, um, Rayo de Jalisco Jr., Solar, Dr. Wagner Jr., Dinamitas. You have a um, who's who of veterans. Yeah, you have a lot. Of it. Actually, I'm sure it was a good show. I mean... Mm-hmm. But I, they, 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 they couldn't sell out Ignacio Juan de la Barrera, which is a triple-A um, a building. How many do you think that seats? I don't know. That seats a lot more than... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that seats a lot. Actually, you could look it up on... Um, that's a good thing. There's another advantage with... Um, we can look up how much an arena seats. Oh, that's... Yes, That true. is the great thing about now the internet. You could look up all this stuff. I hear so many people bitching about how everything's it's so hard horrible these stuff. days and how... The economy's bad, and, uh... Well, they have their own uh, Facebook page. Bitchin'. Oh, wow, it even tells you how many... Twelve... Oh, that's not... That's how many people have been there. <laughs> it's each twelve people. Yeah. It's each twelve people. It's a oh, gym. I didn't, I didn't finish saying it. I just said it's a... Oh, it doesn't tell you. We got us sick of twelve metal folding chairs, and we sold out. That's actually kind of interesting. I didn't even know that. Yeah, but... They have their own... But in uh, you know, essence, it did we should not just grow. stay here and just stare. At yeah, really stare at <laughs> it. Silent, silent. Um, and you audio. folks will hear white noise, and we will all be in a zen state of mind. I should learn some mantras to chant. Yeah, I think it's it's a building that seats way more than it, it than for an indie show. Wow, it's it's not a it's not an indie because indie promotions the max you usually get is like one or two thousand. I think people. it would have been almost smarter to find a city where you know what I mean. I mean, even even though honestly, what he should have done because mm-hmm. right now CML and Triple Eight are just looking to run like mm-hmm. retirement or like other spots. He should actually, have done it through actually, them. Actually, Triple Eight probably wouldn't have done it because Triple Eight, a lot of their uh, non shows are basically mm-hmm. promoted by other people. Uh, but CML, I mean, you can't tell me they would have they wouldn't have run it in Arena Mexico on oh, a Tuesday. Yeah. On a Tuesday, that would have sold out. Right? It, it would have. It would have not and sold it, out, but at and, least. And if he really wanted had three thousand people, <laughs> if he really wanted to do it himself uh, with all those old names, find some more obscure place where they don't have as much wrestling, and yeah, maybe the whole yeah. nostalgia factor. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it wouldn't. Yeah. But you know that. No. Yeah, I guess he he was in the whole thirty eight thousand dollars. Wow. So he's mm. going to come back and wrestle the Arena Coliseum. I'm guessing he's not going to get all the money. No, he on, no. He was on. Um, somebody posted on. Um, a link on Facebook where if you wanted to send money, <laughs> you could send oh, money. That's sad. Oh, that's Oh, my God. Sure. Oh. But it's like, again, another thing, like we were talking about the PayPal thing. They don't take PayPal. They take the bank deposit. And it's one of those things where Americans, we don't 
we don't do that. We know we PayPal. We, we know PayPal, we know PayPal so well. We know checks. You know, I, I, bet you I bet you'd get, they'd get a chunk of change from you know, people, people yes, in this country. People in the U.S. are willing to help. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. We're very helpful yeah. people. Like Even people outside of the U.S., they're always willing to send money. Exactly. Like, you, mean, look, you go on Figure 4 weekly. You'll always see somebody, oh, this so-and-so has been contributing to our site for like five years. Mm-hmm. And now he's battling... Um, some illness and he's gonna be off work for like four months or something yes here's his um here's a link to donate and people donate and that's awesome yeah. or that's, the, that's really wonderful or the kickstarter 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 yeah. yeah i mean uh well super and i luchas. super we, luchas we, we, we uh, finally talk about super the, my third try it works <laughs> it works it's a magazine that's been around for over 20 years i remember when it first came out and uh well, what I liked in the beginning is it had it a lot... It looked like a newsletter type of, like, magazine type. It wasn't as um, colorful as it is now, right? Uh, it was pretty... No, it, it was... colorful, but I'm saying it, it looked a little more um, news, news-like. news Yes, yeah. yes. And what I really dug about it was it had a lot of historical features. It didn't have the great historical detail that Boxy Lucha yeah. did. They were... Uh, they were trying to be more up-to-date, like, with the American stuff and stuff. Yeah, they were trying to make it kind of more glossy and... Yeah. Uh, but you know, it was, it was. There was a lot of people said it's going to quickly uh, overshadow Boxy Lucha and the other magazines. Yeah. And now I think Boxy Lucha is still, the last man standing. Still around? Well, actually, Lucha's of two thousand is around. That's still happening. Yeah, that's still around. You could still get that in that um that pla- the, the Cardenas Marca. No, um, there's a place nearby. Mm-hmm. Not Cardenas. You know, when you're driving up there, there's like a little uh, liquor store. Mm-hmm. It's not a liquor store. It's like a super supermarket on your right side. Yes, I know that. That on Holt, you, right? Yeah, yeah. Right there. If you walk in there, there's a there's a little oh like, cool news newsstand, and there's magazines. Now, do I don't buy any because I mean, there, there's only so much stuff you can have in a house. Right, <laughs> and that's my problem yeah, is I have so I, many wrestling magazines, but I yeah. would I would like to just peruse through Boxy Lucha. The the reason do I you want to stand there. <laughs> And then, hey, kid, are you going to buy that magazine? And then I say, don't call me kid. I'm 51 years old. You know what you do is they have a, they have like a, a little like um, where they make meat and stuff and menudo, uh-huh. menudo and stuff like that, or soup. Mm-hmm. Maybe buy yourself a bowl of soup and stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell them, hey, I'll buy the bowl of soup. If you let me if read, you let your, me magazine. read <laughs> your magazine. And you can just sit there and relax and read yeah, your magazine. That sounds good to me. Yeah, you can do that. Well, well the reason I stopped <laughs> reading Boxy Lucha, to be honest, was uh, they used to be my favorite magazine. I just loved the great detour, just the dearth of historical information yeah. they had. And what I also liked about them, I mean, going way back into the 60s, they were the only magazine, magazine that really would cover a lot of the uh, – regional shows yeah. i mean and, and cover local stars that were not big stars yeah. i mean you could read about people that you never heard of before would never hear again but it was just an interesting magazine uh to pr- look through and then i can't remember i honestly can't remember if it was 10 15 years ago yeah no they just became more yeah they started having like the stuff of like guys going to japan because i mean guys were already yeah yeah so you have to hear about like like I heard, remember I told my joke about the Dudley, reading about the Dudley Boys in Boxer Luke. Yes, yes, ba- yes. Ba- Baba and Divock. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Baba and Divock Dudley? Oh my god, I still have that magazine. And I was like, oh my god, what a typo. Giant Bubba. Yeah, I was like, I was like how, do, how do you. I just remember reading that. I, I would laugh. I was like, oh god. Baba it, and it, yeah, but, uh, and I also remember I, they started getting like. Uh, they started printing some historical information that even I knew was incorrect. I mean, gro- when when even I recognized, like, uh, 
historical information is flawed and incorrect, yeah. then you know they're they <laughs> took a bad turn. They must have changed editors or yeah, you know who knows. But I would like to take a peek at it and just see. Well, they have their website. I think they don't. Have I've to, seen the website. Yeah, do they have the website up again? Because I think they only have the forum up. It seems like whenever I do a search on uh, wrestlers in Mexico, I will eventually get led to the Boxy Lucha website, and I think it. I think it just takes you to the. Is it dot com or dot net? That I don't know because I. Whenever I get led there, it's like through Bing or Google or Yahoo. Um, what is dot uh, com? Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, they updated it. Yeah, but, well, was a, the, that's there where was a period where it wasn't on there for a while. Yeah, that's where the silly old man in me uh, comes out. Is I still like the feeling of a magazine in my hands. Yeah. I, well, uh, you still get the Observer as a newsletter, right? Yes, as a, I do. As a hard copy. I do, and I prefer reading it. You way. and you and Mark Cole are the only people who get that. <laughs> Conan, Conan, and there's a, there, I, I was surprised at how many people still get it that way. I. I no, I, I hate having my little iPhone and peering into it trying to read a whole article. I, I've, I, been, I've been reading Mattisic's book on my iPod Touch. <laughs> and it I takes, still haven't. And it takes much longer. <laughs> I'm still on. Yeah. Uh, I'm still on like the. I'm on the part where he's talking about Ray Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. where he's he says it would be patronizing to have him in the 50 greatest wrestlers. What? And I'm like, dude, you have fucking Randy Orton on there. That's the only part that oh I find. Oh my god. It. I go. I go. How patronizing is that, Randy Orton? I mean, Randy. I'm, Orton, I'm, 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 you, you don't hear anybody say, "Oh yeah, I I emulate Randy Orton as a wrestler." I know, really. Look, I'm st- so many people loved Eddie. Steve Austin was a huge a Eddie Guerrero, Guerrero fan, fan yes. but Brian Pillman. Yes. I always heard that Brian Pillman and Steve Austin's I mean, favorite match hey, was look, a Love Machine and uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Santo and Octagon. If you put Jerry Lawler in that spot instead of Randy Orton, I'm hey, you know, me too. And you're saying that's why Eddie and uh, Ray didn't get in. I understand. That's understandable. That's understandable. But I mean, but I mean, you got Randy Orton in there. Come on. I know exactly. I can't believe I got pissed about this. But I it's, it's now we're the, all, we're back to this again. Yeah, I know we talked about it last time, but but it's one of the few times I I got. I think I would have been less. I think I got to do a podcast where I just talk about that book. Yeah, and, and then we can move on. I know. I, I think we do have to do that. Our next podcast is going to be Fredo reviews uh, Larry Madison's book. Yeah. Well, what, what, what we should do is we should uh, find a book we love, a book we hate, trash yeah. one, and praise the yeah. other. I do want to say the Greg Oliver and Steve Johnson Heroes and gonna, Icons book is awesome. I'm going to tell you this about the book. The first three chapters, you could just skip it because it's just him bitching and moaning about Vince McMahon Jr. The whole thing oh. is just him. I mean, but once you get past that, it actually does get pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. he had some pretty good stats in there, like um, like championship, um, how many days a guy held a championship. Right. Which is something I, I mean, I would probably do some research on that, but it's like, it's not something you're thinking about all the time. Right. But something that you're thinking, I wonder who held the belt for so long. And he actually has that in the book, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so you do have a good, good historical yeah, I information. Haven't got, I haven't gotten yeah. through all of it to tell you like a whole review because I'm, I'm telling you, I read it, I get to a point where I just get pissed at something he writes, yeah, and then I stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm gonna stop for a while. Yeah. So, so back to Super Luchas. So now, uh, after over 20 years, it is going out of business. And what is the whole story with why and how and? Basically, nobody's. I guess they're not making the same amount that they used to off of the, ma- the mm-hmm. magazine. I mean. Everything now is online. You can, yes. Like, I mean, the fact that they were doing it weekly, that's what amazed me, too. Because, I mean, they weren't behind on, on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. They were pretty up to date. I mean, worst case scenario, if some news came out the day of the... Like, if they released the magazine on Monday, if news came out on Monday, that's basically what you would miss. Or whatever happens during the week. But, I mean, 
they were probably the most up-to-date thing. Like, it was basically an observer, but in color, basically. And I'll be... Even- and okay, and, and very... Not you know they weren't saying anything like insider stuff. Right, right. Is, I first heard about this being a problem like about a year ago, I think. Wow, this is the first I've heard of it. Ernesto mm-hmm. kind of tweeted us mm-hmm. and asked us our advice on what if he thought if we thought there was a way a cafe a non cafe magazine would work in Lucha Elite in Mexico. Kind of to do an observer, but for a bigger yeah, audience. But for yeah, for 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 Mexicans. And I kind of thought, well, you know, I just thought about it and I said, well, you know, it could. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, you know, but then you're going to break so much of the secrets of that stuff. That part mm-hmm. of me doesn't want that. Like, right. I'm, I've been an observer of subscriber on and off since 98. And I mean, some stuff I learned that I just feel bummed out about. <laughs> like, when you get into, when you get to know about wrestling and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you hear some guys, like, I remember the first time I met you about, telling you about, yeah, you, did you, you told me you, you wrestled on the show with Chavo Guerrero and stuff. Mm-hmm. Said, yeah, Chavo Guerrero, wow. And I was all excited. You're like, yeah. And you kind of told me the stories about him. And I was like, yes. oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Thanks for ruining it for me. So you start learning stuff like that. And it's like, you don't want to take away that innocence. No, I know, I know, and I remember that too. I remember my first one was, you know, Dynamite Kid was my hero, yeah. and uh, very shortly into it, I said, "Wait, I have no desire to meet my hero because I knew so many people who knew him firsthand." Yeah. And said, "I mean, you meet some guys who end up living up to it and being actually really oh nice yeah, people, I mean. yeah." But um, that's when I heard about it. Then I think um, Steve was Doctor Lucha had mentioned that you know there was a possibility of that mm-hmm. happening. But he kept it quiet. He told us to stay quiet, and we yeah. stay quiet. When people tell us to stay quiet, we stay quiet. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we get. We no, get smart. We don't tell. We, we're we're not very. But um, I I don't think he like expected it to happen this suddenly. Right. Because the way he told me it was like it was still something that they were still that Ernesto, Ernesto Campo was still thinking about mm-hmm. doing. And I guess it happened suddenly. You know, like wow. He went through some issues recently yeah. where it's like. It was. It wasn't something he could handle. Because like. it just came out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, the. I think he's still kind of trying to think about maybe keeping it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I kind of, I remember. I can't remember who I told. I think I told you about this about websites. How wrestling sites? You don't really have a website that's really well done. Mm-hmm. I think the best one is probably the Observer site. Yes. And maybe those sites that we never visit because we might get spyware on our computers. Right. <laughs> we won't. I don't even know what they look like. But I think a lot of those sites, I don't visit them, and that's the difference. You go to ESPN. Mm-hmm. They have the site. I was telling somebody about this. I go on ESPN. If you want to know who won, mm-hmm. you get that for free. If you want to know what the story is, somebody died, you get that for free. Right. What you get, what you, if you're going to pay for something, you're paying for like. Um, the insider information, like who's good, who's mm-hmm. bad, um, insider details, stuff like that. And I actually kind of thought maybe instead of doing like the, the the magazine, why not turn the website into something like that? That's a very good idea. You know, subscription based, but you I have think to, it might have appeal. Yeah, but the problem I think would be that um, I don't know. Like a lot of the wrestling people don't like to like bring in people to write. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I mean, I was there's, there's, I go, there's two problems with wrestling that, that involve both the people involved in the wrestling show and the really hardcore fans. The people involved with the wrestling show don't want to pay people very yeah. much or at all if they can help it. 
and a lot of the hardcore fans somehow think they're entitled and they don't want to pay for anything, yes. whether it's admission so, to the auditorium. So you have everybody clashing in that. Yeah. Because I remember The Observer, when it first came out, remember I told you, when it went online, the, the very early one that Brian and Dave tried to, like, <laughs> that one that looked all... Oh, the Iata. Yeah, the Iata one. Iata, that, yes, that looked, yes. Not the, not the show, but the one that was, that was basically what was paying for it. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that one, like... The one with the gray background and the it looked like it looked like something that WCW would <laughs> remember that WCW shows always look like robotics. Yes, yes. Like in the early like early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember telling you, I go, how come Dave doesn't use any of the people who write, who send letters? Remember, mm-hmm. I was telling you, how come he's has he ever asked you to write, um, Yohi, um, that John D. Williams guy, mm-hmm. that who could write. I never see them writing on that. What you get is like these other dudes who you never even heard about. Exactly, and uh, so you don't want to pay for that. You don't want. To yeah, pay I for wouldn't. That. I wouldn't. Yeah, the dudes on there, I wouldn't pay to read. So uh, basically, not that they're all bad, but they're, yeah, they're, they're not known names, and they're they're basically guys who don't have a, a background. You know, so I always thought maybe you find that third guy who would help you, and they never did that. I think now mm. they're kind of like they're getting what they're doing is they're doing it with the podcast, like the podcast. They're that's where they're getting their money. That's where you mm. get your money because you're getting the podcast. But, right. I, but again, that's basically Brian carrying the whole thing because Carl Stern has a job. <laughs> he doesn't. No, he exactly. Doesn't, exactly. I don't think he's making money off of that. I don't think anybody's making. I think no. I think the guy doing podcasts. I don't think they're making a living, but I think yeah. they do make I don't think some money. Pay, I don't think any of them are getting. No, they meant, some of them mentioned I, it. I will bet you. I'm not going to bet because I'm not that certain. You, I will bet you, knowing those guys, none of those dudes are getting paid. Because I, I remember one of the whoever does the one of the. I will ask Brian next time I see him. I yeah. know I would ask him. <laughs> <laughs> ask the guys who do the show. Yeah. I, I mean, no, I remember. I remember uh, one of the guys who. God, was it Mike Sempervive or? No, oh, no, no. no. Who, I'm guessing the guy. Yeah, but Sempervive, you have to remember, he does a show that's not part of the. He does like yeah. the radio on um, the that whatever that serious. Who radio. are the guys who did one of the, who did who does the martial arts? The podcast? Japanese. The mar, there's two because there's the martial arts. I think that's okay. Because one of them they said because like, the other two are like the Adam and Mike show. I don't think they're getting paid. Well, because they don't do it often. They don't do it often. That's why you know they're not getting. Yeah, paid. this is like back when I first started subscribing. And well, right now I'll tell you, I only listen to. Uh, the Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez stuff, uh, and. Uh, Carl Stern occasionally, and not because I don't like it, just I only have so many hours in the day yeah. to listen to stuff. But I do remember uh, one of the guys on one of the shows that involved. I'm MMA, guessing it's for Bibi, but he's involved in the in the in the with the podcast and stuff like that. He's okay. involved. He's because they were I'm saying, talking about like bringing in a guy who can write. Actually, no, 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 no. That's, know, that's and somebody that can is actually, a different thing. Because I mean, if you hear Brian, Brian, I mean Brian's podcast compared to ours. That oh, it, God, it, yeah. it is a very professional. Oh, exactly, exactly. Like We're, our, ours is just us talking, yes. doing, talking, shooting, bullshitting. No, his is the, his is very professional, calculated. He yes. can conduct an interview. That's what I'm talking about. Like that, you don't bring in any. No, no, no. Him. That's true. Yeah. Brian Alvarez, he can conduct an interview with somebody he's doesn't know much about and know what questions to ask. Yeah. He knows how to make because he's actually doing research, which we kind of don't. <laughs> Yeah, no, he does. He does do research, and he also knows what general ask, uh, questions to ask, um, you know, to keep the interview uh, moving. Yeah. Where, and I'm sure he's had shitty interviews in the past too. I mean, very few though. No, I'm talking about having a guest. That's oh, okay, like, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. It's it's really hard. I mean, oh, the one that was hard to listen to was the Marcus Bagwell one. When oh, really? It, <laughs> it was the shortest one I ever heard. I don't. I, I want to say it was like around 20 minutes, and it's just because he was so out of it. And it was just really sad. I always laugh when I hear uh, when I um, 
when I make jokes about um, Steve, if he ever stops doing um, the podcast, uh-huh. I go, who's he going to bring in? I go, to do the Lucha portion, I go, Cubs fan would be the obvious guy. Yep. But um, if he actually goes like lower in the level, I'm like, if he gets past Chris Zellner, then he's, a, you know, because I think Chris Z and, um, and Cubs, they've done podcasts. They know a little more about doing that stuff. Right. But then, like, if you start talking to, like, some of those guys, it's going to end up being, like, the video game review guy. <laughs> did you ever hear that podcast? I and, did. You know, I actually liked that. Yeah, that was funny. I, that wanted, was funny. I wanted him back. I always think that would happen with me. I wanted that guy back. The other, the other one I, I want to hear again, one of my favorites is Larry Zabisco. Oh my god, that guy's yeah. a nut job, and I love it. I I, I could listen to him for He's hours. High, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what's great yeah, about it. Yeah. You know, he could promote he could promote drug abuse if that's what the, yeah, yeah. the deal is. Maybe he's just that way organically, naturally. But no matter what, you know, it's it's like he he's awesome. But see, I think Brian's fine with you being weird or, or like being out there. Mm-hmm. I think he lose he when somebody doesn't want to talk, it's kind of hard to like do the podcast. No, that's that is so that's, hard. That's the, well, I, that's where I, that's where I would not work well as an interview. Is I think he. Is is good at keeping it moving, but I think it would be an exhausting job. Did you ever hear the Conan interview with Tully Blanchard? No, I've heard about it. Yeah. I've heard about it. The three guys I, were just like hating. Like, they were just oh. like, that was one of the that was one of the more. Um, it was actually a fun listen because you just hear um, you could if you've met Conan, you know he's like you know he's just <laughs> want you know his reaction to this dude. You almost wish you could have a yeah. video. Yeah, cam. you want you want to film like on YouTube. Like I, I remember about two years ago, I was I. I I wrote this to uh, I sent an email to both Brian and Dave because I had the funniest dream um, I dreamt that I was watching a, a pay-per-view I can't remember if it was WWE or TNA but for an extra 20 bucks you can have an added feature where there would be a there would be video footage of Brian and what? Dave watching uh, it, watching the show and cringing and shaking their heads yes. and going, "Oh no, this sucks!" And it seemed so real too. Yeah. When I had the dream, and I just woke up just busting up. I remember when I thought about doing newsletters when I was mm-hmm. younger. Before I met you, I think I tried again. Like when I met you, you. were talking about it yeah, when I first when I was, met you. Yeah that, yeah, that I had thought about doing it. Yes, and then I remember like the reason I didn't do it because the pay per views. <laughs> just thinking, when I, why would I want to watch all this stuff? And I had just watched like a couple of WCW pay per views. Like, man, yeah. I ain't gonna watch it's, this. Stuff. It's a you know because you know it, you sit there and say, oh Brian and Dave, what an awesome job they have. You but know, it's a handshake with the devil because. Yeah, you get to see some great pay-per-views, but you have to watch shitty ones, too. I remember when this happened. It was back when, in 96, Mm -hmm. the uncensored pay-per-view. Yes. Remember, because my my aunt and uncle had a a black, one of those boxes where you could get the... Oh, where you can get them for free? Yeah. (laughs) And I watched it illegal. And um, I watched it, and I just kept thinking, oh my god. Would I really want to write about this every single week? <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Oh, no. The burnout factor yeah, would be I intense. Thought, I was like, I am going to do this. I mean, I probably could do a newsletter, but I would I would probably just hate right, watching well, all this it, Well, it's fun. We do this podcast because it's fun if we had to do it every single week, every time. Yeah. And we'd, it'd be work. Yeah. And I'm a lazy bastard. I'm a yeah. son of a bitch. Oh, and there's I, some stuff I wouldn't mind writing. I'm a about. bastard. Not a son of a bitch. I'm just a bastard. You're just a bastard. No. Nah. My mother was not a bitch. Yes. Don't, don't. She was don't a wonderful person. Brown family. I'm a whore. <laughs> I'm a bastard. Uh, I'm was, lazy. And I'm yeah, proud so of it. That's, that's one of those things where I always, I always found interesting about the, and that's what I said. I thought, like, I know um, Dr. Lucha was saying that he, he thought, um, Brian told him, have Ernesto talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought, well, you know, that's something. But I think, I think Dr. Lucic, the way he explained it to me, mm-hmm. the website isn't part of um, 
it's not part of the super it's league. like a sec- separate it's entity a separate, i think somebody else has that mm-hmm. from what I, I don't know if ernesto owns the name the the cider stuff but i mean that's what i would do i mean i would just turn it into the the website and like put some of the stuff that you want yeah. free put it on there and then maybe put put podcasts how hard we can do podcasts yeah well and all, yeah exactly yeah, and seriously. also also if you're a website of that stature should be able to get sponsors to yeah. help defray the cost. Oh my god, I was I was looking through it. I mean, I think they get like 2000, 3000 visitors. Yeah, like you should per, be able like, to I don't know how often. Actually, you I, should I, be I able to get a sponsor right for something like that. Yeah, you know, it, it was something like it was something where you're just looking at it and you're like, how how is this website not It's not like our my site where you're like thinking, "Oh, 200 people are showing up and reading." It. <laughs> you're happy with um 200 people reading it. But it's because I don't update that often either. I update more than a lot of sites do. Yeah, yeah you're a lot more Not consistent. Not as often as the Cubs fan, man. That dude's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that That's like continuous. I, that's... I mean, I mean, the frequency between he and Chris Zellner post stuff is... <laughs> Chris Zellner doesn't work out. Well, for my site. Chris Zellner's on my site. Right, right. Yes. Don't confuse Chris Zellner and the Cubs fan. <laughs> that's the last thing. No, I didn't confuse them. Oh, you're no, they're very, two very different. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I was actually amazed... I could tell when when Chris has a little bit more free time, because mm-hmm. lately he's been sending like three or four updates, but then sometimes he'll send like one or two. Like, yes. Oh, he must have a busy week. But it's fine, because it's also a slow week in Lucha. And then when he does like three or four, I'm like, damn, dude, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's the funny thing. When I used to write for this other website, um, the guy told me, he's like, everybody loves what you write, mm-hmm. it's Like, but I wish you would write more often. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude... This was back in 2000. Right. There was nobody posting news. Oh, my Lucha God. News. I'm like, dude, yeah. what you see is what you're going to get from me. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, well, it's worth $184,000. <laughs> oh, oh, is that the... According to this site. Yeah, I'm almost scared to think what... They make 242 They could make $253 daily. I bet mine was, but the when I did stand the embryo.com, I bet that was worth like a buck twenty-five. You know, the weird thing is, there used to be this. I, I when I first started my website, I used to be obsessed looking at that stuff. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, yeah, they started. Not, it's kind of like the Zillow yeah, of it, it uh, became internet like the, sites. Alexa sites and stuff like that. You would see mm-hmm. how much sites were worth. Yeah, so you'd go and stuff, and like, and you'd be like, oh my god, this guy's site is is worth like two seven thousand dollars, and he's not doing anything with his website. <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh, and it's like it really isn't. It really isn't what it's what it appears it to appears be. Appears to be yeah. well, same with Zillow. A lot of those real estate state prices are inflated, from what I understand. Yeah, because um, yeah, oh. apparently, apparently it says that they get um they get oh, where does it say that they get their views? They get six thousand nine hundred thirty unique visitors per day. Ah, very cool. That's, that's worth some that sponsors. Is like, that's like. Fuck, I should like I was I should buy it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There. We'll put our podcast. We'll in now it. be super super lucha world. <laughs> super lucha world. I like that. The super lucha world. We're not just lucha world we're anymore. We are super lucha world. I actually told Doctor Lucha when he was telling me about that. I go, I go ask him how much he'll sell it for. <laughs> <laughs> I go maybe we'll go halves. I was telling him let's go halves and sell and make and do the magazine. I go you write about you Cubs fan write about everything and I'll just like put the pictures and. That's right. And I'll I'll have a weekly column uh, talking about what I don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch WWE this week, which is cool because it's not Lucha. Yeah. Well, actually, they write a lot about WWE in Japan, so it's like... Well, they, so then I'd be perfect impact. for that, saying, yes. I didn't watch Raw this week. <laughs> I didn't watch anything from Japan either. <laughs> yeah. But I saw a lot of people tweeting yes. about it. <laughs> they should have, like, a page just on Twitter or stuff like that. I'm surprised they don't, actually. Yeah. Um, 
Well, we covered a lot of ground. This yeah. has been really fun. Oh, did you want to talk about Masquerita Dorada going to WWE? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, can't, finally, we can't close out before that. We'll close out with Masquerita Dorada. Yeah. Apparently, he's going to WWE. I think two weeks ago, um, Meltzer mentioned that Mini was working at, in developmental. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh, a mini, a Mexican mini's working in devel- developmental. We thought, oh. But it wasn't just any Mexican Yeah, it was Masquerita mini. Dorada. One of the he, finest. He did an interview with Luchas 2000 where he uh, ma- mentioned that um, he had actually reached an agreement with um, WWE. Mm-hmm. And he was going to be heading out, which I guess he's now there. He doesn't know what he's going to do. <laughs> wow, I'm <laughs> what curious the what the plans are. <laughs> or if there are plans. You know what's amazing is they're basically bringing in probably arguably one... Like, outside of Rey Mysterio and, I guess, maybe Mascara Dorada, mm-hmm. one of the most spectacular workers in the business. And they're probably going to have him do, like, comedy oh, yeah. stuff they- and like, have him, like, like, getting, like, bounced off and thrown into, like... Oh, totally. They're yeah. going to they're, they're gonna have, have him... Have a feud with Hornswoggle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hornswoggle is going to turn into a racist. <laughs> He's going to join Zeb Coulter. And- He's going to be mini Zeb Coulter. Yeah, and, and then... Um, Mascarita Dorada is going to be Ricardito Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, Lord. That, that's going to be one of those weird things. And they're pretty, I, I could just picture, wait, you're a mini. No, no, you're not supposed to fly. You're supposed to run in circles and bite the referee in the butt and pull this toupee off. I, I, wrote, I wrote, what's next, Super Porky? <laughs> remember they had him at all? Yes, I remember eating that. A, eating a piece of ham. Oh, boy. <laughs> and that made him basically a star in, in, for like WWE fans. That's like... People remember him as the guy who exactly. eating pork, <laughs> ham, or whatever he was eating. It was a big old ham. Yeah, that, that's yes. actually one of the highlights of. Amazing. That's a good way to end. Super porky. That is super porky. <laughs> super porky. Eat that ham. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a totally bitchin' week. Hari Krishna to all of you. And uh, this is Vandal Drummond, who ruins the Spanish language perfectly. And Alfredo Esparza, who speaks the English, the Spanish language perfectly. And since I'm starting to stammer all my words, I will sign off here. We will see you next time, comrades.